You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. Well, I'm going to call Trey back and tell him that's who it is. Now, this I picked up carved out of olive wood. I've got a good friend. His name is Shweki. Is this uh, the guy where he's Palestine. like, I spit on he, it? <laughs> is, that, is it that guy? I love no, that guy. No, this guy's a great guy. Oh, okay. Uh, Shweki, I, I, uh, he's in uh, Jerusalem. Oh, okay. And he's got a shop there. And I go in, and he had this olive carved of Michael with his foot and his sword on. I love that. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I've always wanted that thing. It's yours. Take it. I said, but you've you got a price <laughs> on it. Forget the price. It's yours. Take it. I don't want it. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. I spit on it. You told me this. I remember you told me this because then you were like, no, how about I'll give you like 500 Yeah, well, that was the carpet. That was, that was the, the, uh, the Oriental rugs. I love rugs. this guy. You need to get a hidden camera the next time you go in to talk to him. He is such a sweet guy. Such a sweet guy. He and his, his brother. I call him Bo Schwecky. I can't remember the other guys. You call him. Is that like? Is that a word? Is that more of a general it's, word? It's just a, no. It's his shop name. shop yeah. owner's name. Yeah. That reminds me of when you probably know the word for it. When my brother and I were traveling through Germany, and we were just we were so um, confused because we were like they told us we were supposed to go to Stuttgarten, but we but that's there's so many of them all over the map. And we finally show it to someone, <laughs> and they're like, uh, sir, that means train station. <laughs> don't, you, don't you feel like an idiot sometimes, <laughs> especially if you're over there dealing with a foreign language? We were like, this is so confusing. Why would they name all these things the same name? Yeah. That's like uh, how in Britain, who was talking to me about this, how in, in Britain every river's named the Avalon because... <laughs> Because that was like, was it the Celtic name or the Nordic? Uh, what's the name ancient? for river? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, yes, this is the Avalon. Yeah. Is that Frankie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> is that the Frankie? Oh, no, my it's the gosh. Avalon. <laughs> Pastor, we, it's been too long. We haven't sat here in I like know. three and weeks. Has it been that long? I think so. I, the, people, the people are clamoring I know. for this. They're, they're I can, har- their shoes on I the can table hardly like open Christians. my email anymore. Where have you guys been? Um, you know, they're questioning my salvation. Why have you guys not been here at this table talking? You know, the fact, che- fact checkers really came after us yesterday. Did they really? Yeah, oh, yeah. The big time, because you said you at the beginning of your message, you said the Cowboys aren't playing. Oh, which yeah, means yeah, yeah. that y'all. Well, I, it was later in the afternoon. It was not, you know, it was not a twelve o'clock or one o'clock. That's true. Kickoff. It was later, and if you watched it, you know they you, weren't really you wept, playing. You wept and cried like I did, but that was that was tough. That was it tough. was that was just an ugly game. It was. I uh, so yeah. I knew. I knew what you meant. I knew that you meant it wasn't a twelve o'clock game. But yeah. those fact checkers are. Uh, yeah. They're merciless. It was a little, well, you know, when it's later on in the day, three o'clock, you can preach to two. And still get, <laughs> you know, still get home and. I felt watch like the you could have. So when you started preaching, I I was like leaning over to my wife. I was just like. He's, he's going to get fired up today. He hadn't been in the pulpit in too long. Yeah. And then you even said that. You were like, I haven't preached in two weeks. i got right. to get this. Well, which is, I, you know, I taught for two and a half days, and the, I would go in and preach to those guys first thing off in the mornings. Oh, there you go. And uh, anyway, for those three days. But it's a little different 
for everybody that was for everybody that only came to the second service in the first service we had a special we had a call from on high yeah that came came while you were preaching yes um i forgot to turn my phone i don't i forget to put my watch on and when i don't i'll put my phone in my pocket so i can look at the time and uh i forgot (laughs) to turn it off i was so Really, so wrapped up in the message, I forgot. And in the middle of the sermon, my phone goes off. Well, the first thing I think of is Wills, my son, the right. youngest son. And I think he's he's calling me about something <laughs> in the middle of a sermon. Well, it was not my son, Wills. Brody and I, yeah, it, that's right. It was not. No. It was not your. It was actually your darling wife. Yeah, it was my wife, <laughs> who was putting her phone in her bag in her hand, uh, pocketbook. And she said, in doing that, it hit, to me, it hit, you know how you do that. Oh, yeah. It hit dial, and oh, the old it was calling dial. me. And... Man, that was, that was so, well, and that was right after, so Brody and I were kicking ourselves because we had Mike, Mike did a great job reading the, reading the scripture yesterday. Oh, my word. He yeah. is such a That's great That's what voice. De- Debbie said last night, that was like listening to God read his own Yeah, it's, very, it's like a know? voice of God kind of thing. We're going to have him read for the rest of Jude. But anyway, that was his first week reading, and I forgot to tell him. Mike, when you leave the stage, you got to take your mic off of off yeah. the stage yeah. with you. So there was this one point where you like walked right up to the mic that was just still stand still standing you know what? there. I never saw it. Was it on the stand? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just and you were just standing and 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 Brody's thing is like he doesn't like having mic stands in the shot, but you were standing so close to it that Brody was just like I can't not have this mic stand in the shot, and so I was just apologizing to him. This is all inside base. You know, People aren't never, even interested in this. I never saw that. I never saw at the second service Don and Heather uh, Willie sitting right smack out in front I of know. me. Never saw them the entire When I get up to preach, I do not stop thinking, oh, there's a microphone. Oh, well, there's, you know, Kirkwood, uh, you know. I know. A- any of that. You're I don't in the think. Zone. My, I may be looking at you, but my mind is going so fast, I do not stop and think, oh, well, there's Joe sitting over there. Um, it just doesn't register. You're I'm sorry. I, re- I really am. Well, that's, Joe I'm, hasn't been here in six months, so <laughs> you wouldn't have seen her anyway. I would have noticed Joe's it. still serving faithfully at, uh, Old at, at Old Town. Yeah. But, I, but you did get to talk to Don afterwards. I mean, that was such an answer I to did. prayer, seeing them there. Listen, that they're alive is it's a incredible. Miracle. Yeah. Whole family that was uh, in a really bad car wreck on New Year's Eve. And yet, uh, yeah, we th- here they were. Uh, you know, dad and daughter, mother is in uh, rehab, right? rehab right now. Yeah. Yeah, because she had the hip thing. She's got. She's still yeah, walking. Yeah, and, she's and, in. She's got a little ways to go. Yeah. So keep praying for the Willie family. Yeah, We've yeah. all been praying. That, that was. A, it was wonderful to watch the church rally around them after uh, what that's, happened. That's that's what church is all about, and how really they came is. around John, and you know, with uh, the loss of his sweet uh, wife. Uh, oh yeah, the Mets family. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we that was that was. Christine. I mean, never never saw that girl that I, I didn't look at her and she did not have a smile on her face. I'm telling you, man, always. Yeah, it, beautiful smile. Such a so, but you know what? God's good. God is good. Yes, He even is. Even in the midst of difficulty and sadness, God the, is good. The triumph of grace amidst the yes. tragedy. Yes. Amen and amen. Well, um, I kind of wanted to talk about. Well, gosh, there's so many things I wanted to talk about, Pastor Joanna. We've got we've got at least two hours on this podcast today, right? <clears throat> yeah. We can 
Because the longer yeah. we go, the less we have to go to Pastor Jeff's meeting, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, that all starts back up today, doesn't it? I, well, I think it started last week, but you, you, very, was, you very wisely avoided it. I was it. in, well, I was in teaching. That's right. So Avoided it by teaching. I wanted to start by, we need to have a long discussion on the Amish, Pastor. Oh, okay. Because, uh, well, not a long discussion, but you brought that up because, the, uh, uh, speaking of tragedy, we had you know this unhinged man back in 2006. Yeah. Rob, yeah. Rob, Rob, what's uh, his Charles name? Clay Roberts, the fourth. Charles Clay Roberts, the fourth. Yeah. He he murders these kids, but but it's it's in an Amish school schoolhouse, one room schoolhouse. Yeah. I guess so. I grew up just an hour away from Lancaster. So I, I I have always wanted to go there. Deb you haven't wants been to go to there. Lan- no, I have not. I want to go there uh, and to uh, Reading, and then I want to go up to Gettysburg, and I, I want to have I want you to not do been the to horse, No, I want to do what? the horseback tour of Gettysburg, and then I'd like to go by and see where Eisenhower lived. You know, Eisenhower uh, lived at Gettysburg when he retired. I can't believe that I have been. This is a Joanna. Take this down, mm-hmm. um, Jody. Uh, Jody. Brody, say, that's y'all's couple's name. Brody, save the, what am I talking about? Brody, save this clip. I have been to a place on the planet Earth that Pastor Mac has not been to. We need to be able to come yeah, back to yeah, this. Yeah. The student has become the teacher. Well, I, let me just tell you there, you know, I've been, I've stood not there. I've worthy. stood there at the base of the hill of... Uh, I'm trying to cemetery think of different. Ridge. <laughs> it's at cemetery. Thank you, Pastor. At Cemetery yeah. Ridge, and behind it is Seminary stuff. Ridge. And seminary. So you beat me to seminary it. and cemetery. <laughs> they kind of go together. And Pickett's Charge, right? That was Ooh. in the Battle of Gettysburg. I've I've stood on the same ground that Pickett stood before his failed charge. Yeah, had to write a paper. Well, about it that did in succeed. School. He did breach the Union line, but he couldn't hold it. Which is why yeah. the Union decisively won the Battle yeah, of Gettysburg. That, that's one of the reasons, yeah. That was one of the reasons. Thus endeth the lesson. So anyway, I've been, I grew up an hour away from Lancaster. So we, I remember we would drive up there, and, and Mom would always be like, you need to count the buggies. You need to count the Amish buggies. Sometimes my mom watched. So thank, thank you, Mom, for making me count the Amish buggies. And I, but I did not understand because you always view them as so other, and you're like, why are these people yeah. like not using any modern technology and all this? They do some, some do. There are, there are Amish. Well, people, you know, people ask, well, what's the difference between Amish and Mennonites? Well, right. uh, religiously, n- not really a whole lot. Uh, they hold to the same doctrines, the same sure. beliefs, pretty much. There's a little difference in their ecclesiology, how they do worship. Um. Uh, you have some Mennonites that are, I, I'm going to just, for the sake of not finding the technical term, they're kind of old school. They will dress with the, sure. you know, yeah, the and dress. Sure, coverings and all you know, this, yeah. All of that, just exactly like the Amish do. Right. And some of them now, as long as technology does not invade their daily life, right. they will avail themselves of some technology, telephones. You know. Yeah, even some lawn equipment. But you're not going to find Amish standing around on the fence post doing this, you know, no, checking you out not. Twitter. Uh, they will use it so long as it does not invade. Did you see, listen, uh, for those of you that are Georgia fans, did you see the Georgia quarterback make the comment that he got rid of his cell phone? Oh, did he really? So that he could just concentrate how much of his time was taken up with looking at inane stuff wow. on his cell phone. So that he could concentrate. That that guy. They're going to do a movie on that guy. 
Stetson that guy Bennett, is really, the fourth. That guy has really – he has some really unique leadership uh, principles and abilities. I'm going to look that up. I didn't know that he got rid of yeah, I'm going to look up he, on he my got, phone about how he got rid yeah, of his He phone. got rid of all of that stuff. He said it, it just is it's too much of a drain on you. And he's exactly right. He is exactly right. Let's get rid of our phones. You want to do that together, you and me? Let's have so next put week. Put it on the floor and let's stomp it. Yeah, next week we're just going to bring a rubber mallet, and you and me are just going <laughs> to slam the phones, and then Pastor Jeff will come in and be like, why are you all not at this meeting? I'm like, sorry, sorry, Pastor Jeff. We didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't get the, we didn't get the memo on that one. We'd get in trouble for that. What were we talking? The Amish. So yeah. the Amish, would, they, they don't even have phones. To, to break with a rubber mallet. But here's the reason why I bring it up. So I grew up, and I had a wrong perspective on the Amish mm-hmm. because I was just I, – I was thinking of it in terms of this, like, well, they don't – all the, the strangeness to me, this must be some kind of a cult. They don't actually believe in the same God that I believe in. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very, very strong believers, and they believe in the inerrancy of Scripture mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. and all this. And you you showed how – that came out in their actions even when someone came and killed a bunch yeah. of their children. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Incredible story. Yeah, that was the whole point. I, you know, I, I, I don't know that I can accurately describe Christianity or define it, but I can sure pop tell it when I see it. See, and the opposite of that is true. I know it when I don't see it. Well said. Well said. You guys can uh, see that story there on – It's already your message is already posted on the YouTube page. Brody does a great job with that. Um, so go ahead and check that out. The first message from Jude, we're talking about, oh, I've got to fact check you again. Okay. The fact checkers came after me. Okay. So the, um, because. Why did they send it to you and not me? They didn't actually. This is all me. Oh, okay. So. Uh, you, so it's your questions about, okay. It's not, well, it's not a question. I'm just I helping you. I'm okay, just helping, you're helping Because me. you were talking about the different examples of apostasy. Yeah. And you said. And you were talking about Paul Maxwell, who did deny the faith. Yeah, yeah. And you erroneously said that he wrote the book, Desiring God. Did he not write that? He writes for the website, Desiring God. I'm sorry. Desiring God was written by your nemesis, he who must not be named. John Piper. I'm just giving oh, you a no, hard time. Oh, no, he's not my nemesis. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate a lot about John Piper. I'm sorry. I'm giving you too hard of a time. <laughs> No, that was yeah. That's one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard in my life. Piper said, "God's doing ten thousand things at one time, and you know about three of them." That's true. And I just think, what an incredible statement! I don't agree with everything. Listen, I don't agree with everything my wife. Oh yeah, she's an associate reform presbyterian. She's (laughs) she's to the right of all of them. I can tell you that. So you weren't kidding when you said some of your best friends are Calvinists. When she was re- when this is no joke. When she was reading because she's been reading to me the daily Bible readings. You know oh, she reads it out of that's the King James version. <laughs> <laughs> Every day you get your daily dose of yeah, King James. She's a King James only. King James onlyist. I didn't know that we had any of those. She's in the a church. purist. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I know that you have great respect for John Piper. So I, I apologize. I re- I repent. He had a great example in the "Let the Nations Be Glad" book that uh-huh. I always that I always try to paraphrase and I do a bad job of. But it was the point of it was that God, when he when he's working his work of revival, he doesn't work in a strategic way 
that we often think of, uh-huh. right? It might be one convert here and another convert there, uh, yeah. and it might take three or four generations for it to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, and right. We, we might be investing over, and I don't know, it's... I'm going to look that up and read it because that was really impactful to me when I wrote it or when I when I read it. Sorry about that. Okay, well, we, we got to come back in here again. So that was a fact check. So, But the point was that Paul Maxwell, he was mm-hmm. an example of an apostate. Yeah, I'm sorry that I said I didn't. I did not read. I thought that he had written the book Desiring God. Well, this Desiring God's a website now, yeah. and they've got like so got many it. different so many different writers. But you also talked about Marty Samps. There's so many apostate people well and I'm gonna we're gonna come to the word apostate here in just yeah. a second. But there's so many people that are like have that's happening like that in the worship area these days. Yeah. I think Audrey Assad just the other day is coming out denying just denied the faith, deconstructed the faith. Uh so it's happening a lot. But why do I bring all this up? Because I wanted you to talk again about how, like, apostate is a useful word, mm-hmm. but strictly speaking, if we believe what the Bible says, yeah, it yeah. doesn't actually exist. No, and I'm not alone in that belief. I mean, a lot. I'm with you. If not most uh, conservative evangelicals would say that, you know, there really is not such a thing as apostate. A true believer who then truly turns around and rejects and denies uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul talks about the apostasy in 2 Thessalonians 2-3, the falling away, and that's what the word means. In fact, the word, now I'm going just on memory here, Uh, apostasinmai, apostasinmai is the word, and I think without looking this up, that the heart of that word uh, stay is from histomy, which means to stand, which is the word we use for resurrection, uh, or we translate as resurrection. You put apo in front of it, which negates it, and it says, I have abandoned um, or I am away from taking a stand Interesting. for you know, the faith for Christ. So it means basically to fall away. And it's the same word. Now, I'm not, you know, if there's a, you know, if my Greek professor is listening to me out there, I've not checked that. D.A. Carson is listening to me. That's just off the top of my head what I would think. But I do know that it is similar to the word and comes, and and the, the root of the word also is in the idea of divorce. It's a falling away. I have fallen away from my commitment to you. So that's the word. You know, can somebody actually fall away from Christ? Well, I don't think so. Right. I don't believe so. Um, because I believe very, and I, in one of the services I went through this, over the last 41, yeah. two, two years of being a pastor and in studying the Word of God, there has been one thing that has recurred consistently as I study through the Word of God, and especially the New Testament, but not just the New Testament, is that I have come to see more and more and more convincing proofs um, that if you are truly saved, you cannot be lost. Once saved, always saved. You do not lose your salvation. And I just keep coming across this just in word, in grammar, in verb tense. Everywhere I turn in Scripture, I see this security of salvation. 
So I feel like it's wise for us, because I agree with you, I feel like it's wise for us to make this distinction, because people say once saved, always saved as this kind of cliche, and a lot of times what they're trying to mean is once sinner's prayer said, yeah. always saved. And those yeah. are not the same thing. No, no. And that's a great observation because that's kind of where I'm going this week. Oh, okay. When I come in verse 3 and verse 4 to begin to look at, you know, we here's another thing that we say. And uh, to my good friend, Erwin Lutzer, who writes uh, on this, when we say God loves you unconditionally, well, he does. He loves his people unconditionally. But we confuse that with meaning that God accepts unconditionally whatever I'm doing. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and it is not It is not the same thing. Does God love you? Yes. Uh, but, and listen, you quoted R.C. Did you quote R.C. Sproul? No, you were talking about Piper. I'll, yeah. So I'll quote, I'll quote R.C. Sproul on this. God does not send... Send, S-E-N-D, send, yeah. sin, S-I-N, to hell, he sends sinners to hell. Yes. And really, God doesn't send anybody to hell. You send yourself to hell. But that's the response to, like, the God loves the sinner but hates the sin kind of thing. Yes. He does love you. Right. But he does not. And that gets into this whole thing when I was talking about the, the grace movement, that there are right. some that are out there in the, in, in the grace movement, and I don't know enough about it. Honestly, but I do know I've heard some of them preach, and some of them essentially it makes no difference what you're doing. Grace has covered it, so hey, just keep doing it. You know, you're covered in grace, right? Well, now that's as anti New Testament as you can get. Well, yeah, if you take that to its logical conclusion, you just kind of end up with this hedonistic lifestyle, and you're like, well, at least I've got my fire insurance. Yeah, that's what's going on in Jude. Oh, really? So that's what the that's false what, teachers that's are saying? The whole, yeah, because he talks in verse 4, ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness. Right, of course, of course. Sure, you can go out there and live an alternate lifestyle. The grace of God covers that. Yeah, if you <laughs> repent of it, the grace of God does cover it. Right. If you don't repent of it, uh, you have no hope. Yeah, but and, and repentance is more than just a, yeah, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you go back to it. No, repentance is an actual turning. Yeah. You yeah. show that with yes. Yes. your new lifestyle, with yeah. your new life. And I know that you're going to show all that. Well, that's, that's, that's really interesting. I guess I hadn't thought about just how sharp and relevant this, you know, this message of cheap grace well, is. It really right is. <clears throat> you know, it really is. So you're well, going to keep... Oh, go ahead. Do, you know, I just... 2,000 years later, so you're, still relevant. You're going to keep kind of going with this as we progress through? Like, where are you going? Where are you going to have to go next? With, I'm going to go right your... down through this. <laughs> it's just, right oh, oh, right. Oh, it's am, right here. I, okay. I am preaching out of this. I go right <laughs> down through all these verses. <laughs> oh, man. So you're still not going to tell me which verse you're going to preach this way? Yes, I'm going to preach uh, the second part of verse 3 and into verse 4, and that'll end that first pericope. Got it. You know, since I could not preach for an hour and a half yesterday, right. um, I had to break up Cowboys that pericope. Uh, yeah, we did have to break that up. Well, we'll read. I guess we'll read then pretty much the same um, pericope then this week, and that'll be a helpful reminder. Uh, that w- that does not hurt. You I know, I heard great. Charles Stanley say something one time that I think he is, uh, that, well, he says a lot that is exactly right, but this really stuck with me. He's never think that preaching on something one time ever gets down into your people the way it should. Mm. He said, get on something and stay on it for a while. 
you know, until they grab a hold of it. Same thing with reading scripture. Well, I, I, I totally agree. Like reading scripture, meditation is so helpful. Yes. That's what we've been doing in our D group. We, we actually pick only one or two chapters a week. And we say, hey, just read this every day, yeah. you know, till it become, you know, let it let it become almost like rote, and then you know, then read the verses backwards, you know, see see, or like not not the sentence order, not the word order backwards, but like read the thirtieth verse, and then read the 29th verse, yeah. and then see how it all fits together. Let it let the scripture read you, yeah. instead of you just reading the scripture. You know, years ago when I was in high school or. Yeah, probably high school, maybe, maybe a little before that. There was a book, there was a guy called Charles Allen who wrote a book entitled God's Psychiatry, I think it was. Interesting. Little, little book. I, I don't rec- Well, I, I don't go off the direction that he goes off in. I didn't know enough. But he did do something in that book that really stuck with me okay. that I have often used. Uh, he had a little prescription pad on his desk. And when somebody would come in and they were dealing with some problem, he'd write, take Psalm 23, <laughs> yeah. you know, three times yeah. a day, four times a day, whatever. And he would give that to him, and he'd say, now you do this. You go. And I'm telling you, there is great benefit in getting on a chapter yeah. like that or a psalm like that. When I was going through a very, 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 very difficult time, I got into Psalm 118, Mm. and I read it, and I reread it, and I read it, and reread it every day. And through that, God really uh, helped me, strengthened me, encouraged me, and I think to a a great degree out of that, restored me personally um, through a very difficult time. So I'd recommend you're doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can stand up and testify to that. As well, just uh, I, I think I've shared before how the, that that anti-anxiety passage in Philippians chapter four yeah. um, ministered to my family so much, um, all, like to the point that it healed us, like people oftentimes expect a prescription drug to mm-hmm. heal them, mm-hmm. and it really just got in our soul and changed us. Psalm yeah. one eighteen, that's the His steadfast love endures forever, right? Give yes. thanks to the Lord Give for He is good. To the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. I love that. Well, it looks like we gotta we gotta wrap this up. We gotta wrap this up. I want to give special thanks to our tech team and and producer today because I the whole time that we were talking, they were moving around cables and somebody was ducking under a tripod and I don't know what they were doing. They might have been even making fun of us, but I just want to give thanks That's to what them they today. Normally do. They're normally doing that. So uh, we're used to faces it. At us. We got it. We got. Someone watching did make a good point. She's like, if she gets rid of her phone. Okay. Well, just I keep it that. for that one yeah. thing. So for everybody out there that was going to get rid of your phone, <laughs> just tether it somewhere in the kitchen or your car or whatever, and so you can still watch us every Monday at eight fifteen. Because um, did the quarterback at Georgia pretty good? <laughs> yeah, did I did him well except for the first quarter. Let's be real, he was he was struggling there early on. Sorry, Stetson, if you're if you're watching, at least y'all won. Uh, A couple of things. So if you haven't watched the Inspire conference yet, please take time to do that. That's on YouTube. Then also, Pastor Barry's been doing – he did Mornings with Mac this morning. Yeah, he did it the last two. And then Trey's going to do it the next two mornings, uh, Monday mornings, and then I'll be back. It just gives me a little bit. I've been gone, and so I can't, you know. I get it. I can't. It's just difficult because I – well, anyway, they're doing it. Are you coming back – 
uh, Wednesday night? Are you picking up the I Joseph series? I think it's series? this Wednesday night. I pick up Joseph this Wednesday night. Great. We just got the poor old boy out of jail. Yep. Um, so I believe it's this Wednesday night that uh, I'm teaching. So we're picking Joseph back up. Um, for all of my uh, choir people out there, we're going to have choir this week. We're back for our season. Any other announcements, Miss Joe, that we need to worry about? I think so. The, the Inspire Conference you were just referencing yeah. is also going to be posted later on social media tonight, so if you want to look for that link. Okay, yeah, the Inspire Conference. That will be on the socials if you're waiting for the, the link to come out. Yeah. Well, Let's go to a meeting, Pastor. Let's just sure. you and me just go arm in arm and just spend the day together. Let's just skip in there. <laughs> See you guys. Bye-bye. A good day.